Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome Keith Weiss, a senior-level executive leader with over 30 years' experience managing, now listen to this, billion-dollar businesses. And um, I received an email from him, uh, a book he has written titled Diversity is Not Enough. And uh, I got to tell you, Keith, one of the things that caught my attention was when you said you had a hard time getting it published. (laughs) And I said, okay. I I, I just said, well, you won't have a hard time getting an interview from me. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us this morning. Thank you so much, Mr. Madison, for having me. Now, let's talk about your your, uh, background. The, the, I mean, it, it, I was ex- impressed. Uh, Pitney Bowles, uh, Acme, uh, some of the companies that you uh, were in leadership position. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And, you know, you talked about 30 years. I, I got to update it. It's 40 years. I started in corporate America in 1981 with AT&T. Uh, and that was before the breakup when you had to get a phone or long distance through AT&T. And so I've been blessed to work with companies like AT&T, IBM, Walmart, Pitney Bowes, just really a great blessed career. And, and one of the things um, I was thinking about as I was prepping uh, for um, our discussion, and, and, and I want to get into the book, Diversity is Not Enough, the very, the very title. Uh, prompted me to think about a, a friend of mine, you may have known it, who was, he was the president of Walt Disney of Disney Asia. And hmm. and he, he would tell this story about how he would, um, he would walk into a meeting with this title, I mean, with all the responsibility of being uh, the, the head of, of uh, Disney Asia. And he said he could see it on the face of everybody on his team was he qualified. And he had to prove his qualification. Did you have the same experience? Yeah, I will tell you, Mr. Madison, that that, that is a lifelong experience. As a black leader in corporate America, Every time you show up, there's this moment of truth where you have to prove competency uh, as if you're not just there because you're an affirmative uh, affirmative action hire, what have you. Uh, I have a similar story when I was president of U.S. operations for Pitney Bowes. Most of my direct reports uh, were, you know, vice presidents were white men, older white men. And we'd go into a, a meeting. Uh, and my last name isn't obviously uh, black, right? And right, so, right. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the W-Y-C-H-E, yeah, right. Yeah, so so the leaders in the, the other room uh, from the other company wouldn't know who was who. And so prior to the meeting, all of the, the small talk would be to my white uh, direct reports. And then when we did introductions and they saw that Keith White was actually the president, the look on their face was priceless. <laughs> you know, the person I'm thinking about, it, you may have known him, Dennis Hightower Jr.? Absolutely. Okay, you knew, yeah, Dennis. Brilliant. Dennis Hightower. Yeah, Dennis and I met at the Executive Leadership Council. 
And that he used to tell me that story all the time, all the time. And and and, every, and, and, every and, then the, and the one thing Dennis said, he, he the, when he went to Japan, I, I remember this. He said the one difference in in when he when he was given the assignment uh, of of D, uh, Disney Asia, he said he didn't have that experience with the Japanese. And I said, Dennis, why not? I asked him why not. He said because they be, they knew that I had to be a bad so and so if they sent a black man over here to run it. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and the Japanese knew that. And he said, you know, the people he he reported to. So why did you decide after all these years, forty years experience, at you know in the corporate suites and the C suites? Why did you decide in this day and age, Dennis, that, I mean, uh, uh, what, that it was necessary, uh, Keith, to write this uh, book? Yeah. What happened is George Floyd in that whole summer after his murder, uh, I saw a lot of companies, corporations, um, raise their hand and make a lot of statements about what they wanted to do to increase racial equity, diversity, what have you. But yet, as I looked at their board of directors, as I looked at their senior leadership team, uh, it didn't reflect that. Uh, And then we had one CEO of Wells Fargo who said, well, you know, I can't hit my diversity targets because I can't find uh, qualified black uh, executives. I I was frustrated by that. And so decided to say, hey, if you are serious and intentional about this, let me create a roadmap for you that's pretty simple. uh, and, And we'll find out whether or not you're serious. And so it was really, you know, that frustration. Uh, and again, I always go back to what you said. What are you going to do about it? You know, and we can be mad and fuss and talk about it. But but I wanted to remove that excuse of how do we get there? And so that was really the impetus for the book. You know, um, I and and to be straight up and honest, Sirius XM did the same thing. We had the same response. Um, I actually got, you know, uh, was communicating, um, you know, in, in my position is and. and Hey, hey, Joe, would would you be willing to lead a discussion <laughs> um, in in what we where we should go, what we should do, what we're not doing? And uh, and I remember introducing you to a mentor of mine, uh, Kwame Salter, uh, who had you know in similar corporate position. And I called him and I said, "What what do you think?" And and he said, "All right, Joe." Here's the first thing you want to ask whoever the CEO is or whoever the what's the budget? What's the budget? <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, ask them what's the budget. If they plan to do all this, what's going to be the budget?" And I said, "Why?" And he he said to me, "The budget determines the value that a company or whoever puts into whatever program. Would you agree or disagree with that? I would agree with that a a thousand percent. In fact, I write about that. You know, one of the things I've seen happen in the last two years, uh, Mr. Madison, is that a lot of these companies have went out and hired chief diversity officers, uh, many of which, you know, God love them, you know, don't have that background. And they put these folks in place with little staff and little budget. Let's be clear. Uh, I've run billion-dollar businesses in the corporate America. Anything that we value, we put dollars behind. And so, you know, unless you show me a budget that says you're serious about this, 
unless you can show me how you're going to use it for supplier diversity, investment diversity, uh, unless you have the ear of the CEO, uh, it's a lot of talk. Melody Hobson has this quote I love. Everything else we do in corporate America, if we don't get results, we get fired. DEI is the only place I've seen executives not get fired for not doing a good job. And what I have learned and seen, and 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 I, you know, I sit on the nonprofit board of the uh, Red Cross. That too often these individuals are like accountants, and what I mean by that, um, what I mean by that, Keith, is they they give reports, but it's it's like it, it it's like an accountant or chief financial officer, you know, uh, reporting the returns and not the change of policy. I guess what I'm saying, they always, oh, the here's the hiring percentage. Here's this percentage. Here's the supply percentage. And their reports are more like, uh, you know, like the, it's coming from an accountant versus real meaningful uh policy change what's been your experience yeah my, my experience uh, mr madison is exactly that and, and the problem with you know reporting out numbers like it's a, a you know profit and loss statement or a balance sheet is that the numbers can lie so let me give you an example okay uh, i have seen companies report out we have 35 40 percent people of color and people applaud. Well, my thing is, let's peel that onion back because there's a lot that gets thrown into people of color. And many often, uh, oftentimes we get left out in that mix. So it could be Asian Americans, Latino Americans. I mean, you name it. And so peel back that onion. A better example is they'll say we have 30 percent representation of blacks in our company. And that may be true. But what they don't tell you is 29 percent of that is an hourly or low level positions. Let's peel back that onion to talk about where are you at at you know CEO level roles? Where are you at at senior leadership? And that's the problem with reporting out numbers from you know to your point you know from a P and L perspective or profit and loss perspective. And and the the other thing is, a lot of corporations I would imagine the ones you manage, they also have, uh, they also plan for the future, uh, uh, the exec leadership training. And I remember one uh, incident where we, we there was a discussion, and what was there was a, a a void. There were no black people in leadership training, and I forget what they referred to it as. Um, you know, as we prepare for maybe the resignation or retirement of this person or that person, where where are the people of color and gender? Are they in the pipeline? And you often don't find them in the pipeline, do you? No. In fact, you know, we call that succession planning, right? Succession that's planning. That's the word. Yeah. Succession planning. Yeah, you're, you're, yes. You're looking to say, okay, who, who's next up? Who's on the bench? Who's in the pipeline? And, and too often, when you think about diversity as it pertains to black people, it's usually focused on recruitment. It's usually focused on entry level. Uh, and the problem I have with a lot of DEI efforts as it pertains to, to black and African-Americans is don't just focus on hiring me, focus on developing me, onboarding me, giving me exposure and opportunity. I will argue that talent is distributed equally. Opportunity is not. Uh, I mean, expand, that's interesting. I've never heard anybody make that 
Talent is is what now? What did you say? Is what? Talent is distributed equally, you know, right. Mr. Madison. We we all, whether male, female, you name it, talent is distributed by God equally. We all, there's enough talented people in every area. Oh, I the got. Challenge you. is, do you get that opportunity? You know, uh, I'll share a quick analogy. I'm a simple guy. I went to Cleveland State University. To me, diversity says everybody gets invited to the party. Right. Inclusion says everyone gets a welcome seat at the table where they're valued, respected, appreciated, and heard. But equity says everyone gets to order off the same menu of opportunity as everyone else. And that's where one of the biggest breakdowns are. Because if I get to only order off the bar menu and, you know, Connor gets to order off the restaurant menu, there's a little disparity there. So who was your book written for? Was it written for white corporate America, uh, blacks that are in corporate America, or all of the above? The, the above? Yeah, my, my primary audience were senior leaders, regardless of color, from the board level to the CEO level and senior level, because that's where policy decisions are made, that's where strategy is made, and that's where power resides. So that's my primary audience. My secondary audience uh, were black professionals who are in these organizations uh, who may be struggling to give them a lifeline to say, hey, I've read this book. I'll give it to my chief diversity officer. I'll give it to my chief HR officer to share some ideas of of what could be happening. Uh, And then my tertiary audience are those young people who are coming up uh, behind me so that they can kind of understand the landmines that will be coming to them as they graduate from college or business school. And 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 so the, now the book we're talking about um, it 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 is it is titled "Diversity Is Not Enough," <clears throat> and these are real actionable steps uh, that uh, that uh, Keith has uh, shared shared with us based on his forty years of experience in in corporate America. Now, I mean, this is a wide, open-ended question. So why is diversity that we've been talking about important to corporate America in this day and age? It's significant in corporate America, particularly now for many reasons. First of all, studies have shown from McKinsey and others that when you have diversity, and that's true diversity in the room when decisions are being made, uh, that company is more innovative. Uh, when you look at the bottom line, they're more successful. If you think about particularly companies that are customer-facing, uh, we live in a, a population now where they say by 2040 we'll be a majority-minority country. Uh, if you really want to grow your business, you can't grow it without black and brown people being a part of it. Uh, and you want to make sure you have people at the table who are helping you make decisions to reach that audience. I won't name names, but in the past few years, we've seen companies be tone deaf uh, and roll out products or clothing that really just, you shouldn't say, who, who, who let you do that? And so if you have diverse <laughs> ideas and opinions yeah. at the table, I'm you, you typically will have I a better product. Of a few. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I won't mention names, but, yeah, you, you no. sit there saying, who, who was in the room when, when you approved that? Right. Yeah. And, you, you know, and I got to tell you, I'm, I, I, and, and I'll say this as it relates to, because everybody knows I've already talked about it. when Sirius XM started and XM was it before it was Sirius XM. Um, I used to I used to go to these meetings 
And and I would say, if you really want to reach um, the black audience, man, you got to put your ads in. And this was when Jet and Ebony, uh, you got to. That's where you you got to put full page ads in these publications. And I mentioned other, and and I got to tell you, most of the folk who didn't look like me had no idea what I was talking about. They, they've never seen a jet or an ebony. And, they, and therefore, because this is what you're really talking about, therefore they didn't understand the, the, uh, the significance of those publications in our community. And, and this is what you're, 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 you're talking about, why you need that diversity. Absolutely. I'll give you a real world example. Uh, you know, okay. currently I'm the vice president of, of community engagement and support for Walmart. Uh, and in our Chicago market, when the vaccinations were rolling out, we were planning that. Uh, we stressed that, hey, you know, it's great to use the major publications, but if you really want to target our audience, you want to be on WVON. You want to be with the Chicago Defender, the Chicago Crusader. You want to be with those media outlets that our community supports and listens to. Uh, and we did that. And because of that, it was very successful. And so, again, yeah. that's why it's important. Yeah, I, I, I used to always, I always used to ask the question, people would ask, well, if you had the choice, Keith, of being on the cover of Time magazine or, or Ebony or Jet, which would you choose? And I would always shock people. I'd say, oh, Ebony or Jet. Oh, you're kidding me. And I said, oh, no, no, because that was in everybody's restroom and everybody's coffee table and everybody's barber shop. And 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 uh, and then I, I always remember because uh, 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 I was in I worked for General Motors for a while. And and one of the executives said, well, don't black people read Newsweek and Time? Yes. But when they see it, like you just said, or hear it on B.O.N., or hear it on Urban View. They it's a tar- they know it's for them. So how can people order the book? Yeah, so there's many places. I'll tell you, the, the best places uh, go to keithwhites.com uh, because you'll have seven, several opportunities there. But okay. walmart.com uh, and anywhere books are sold online. Okay, and whites, that's W-Y-C-H-E, keithwhites.com. And we'll get that's this correct. up on our, on our social media. I hope I can call on you again as these topics, uh, this topic comes up. And, and I so appreciate you, one, taking the time to come on the Madison Show. Keith, thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Madison, for having me. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.